Well, hallelujah, brother. Here we go. Guy on uh, Facebook Business said yesterday, you know, <laughs> you guys ever see some of the comments of Facebook Business? In the last few months, we've been evangelizing the whole world through Facebook Business and getting in a lot of trouble with the devil. People having a hard time with it. And this guy says, you're like the circumcision of the brain. I said, man, you don't even know how accurate that is. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes, was, yes. You know, he was saying that as a bad thing. You're the <laughs> circumcision of the brain. And, whoa, 100% accurate. That's, that's my, the purpose of my life and the meaning of life. To restore the, the brain to Christ in you and come out of all the bewitchment of having your brain connected to the second heavens. The circumcision of the mind and the, re the restoring of the bride's soul to where Christ is in her is the exact thing that God the Father is doing right now. That's how she comes out of the wilderness of having her soul disconnected, looking for Him on the outside and reconnected to Him on the inside. Penny's been experiencing that the last couple of weeks more than ever before, and I've never seen her happier in our entire marriage of 11 years or whatever. Actually, I just had a vision kind of about that. Well, let's hear it. Uh, so it was a, it was a piano competition. It was like the end, or just like, and there was this woman who is renowned and known for being the best and so she has all the trophies you know and this kid this, um, this guy wasn't like a little kid but he was younger and he's going to her to get her trophy and the trophy that he she gives him and it was very like you know glory shining whole everything especially this part She didn't give him the trophy he expected to get. The prize that he got was the ability to smile. Mm. Glory. That's a good one. And That's a like good he, word for the beard. Because you were saying, like... For the leaders. That I uh, get a smile more. You'd be way happier. It's like I'm getting my face <laughs> saved, you know? And... Uh, I remember months ago, someone said they had a dream of me and how I got breakthrough from all my sickness was I decided laughing and joy was better than fear and depression. <laughs> and I just stuck to it <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yep, get your face saved. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking about, that's what you're manifesting into your natural realm. Yeah. So if you can keep your thoughts fixed on Christ, keep your mind fixed on Christ and where He is in your spirit, you'll only experience the inward springs of the Garden of Eden constantly. See, the, the issue is, is after we're born again, we usually step into Second Heaven's Christianity. I mean, it's very rare. In fact, I've never seen it before. We pioneer it. We forerun it for the whole planet. That when you're born again, then you go into externalism. Colossians chapter 2 is an entire chapter in the Bible about coming out of externalism and coming back to where Christ is. Internalism. 
that they, they understand this is the same tricks that the fallen angels played on all the Apostle Paul's churches and they say there's 10 million people that went to the Apostle Paul's churches in Asia Minor. 10 million. That's a big time pastoring job of 10 million. You're literally the pastor of the Gentiles, of the entire Gentile world. And that's what the apostolic calling on the Apostle Paul is gigantic. And, and what he's dealing with is externalism. Because that's what religion is. So after you're born of internalism, of the internal springs, naturally, without any revelation, you'll just walk into external religion and you'll go to an external church and you'll wor worship an external Jesus. And that's the bewitchment of Jezebel. That's the bewitchment of Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, having begun internally, trying to finish externally. So in the third day church, we're coming out of bewitchment by the power of the resurrection that's where? Working mightily in us, that superhuman energy that He enkindles in our spirit man to know Him on the inside. If you don't know Him on the inside, you don't know Him at all. Knowing Him on the outside is a religious form. Knowing Him on the inside is the real river. That's the river of God that makes glad. Restore the joy of my salvation. How? By returning my head to His headship. The main thing you're dealing with in the principality of Jezebel of all first world nations on planet earth is Eve's rebellion and Eve's religion that's in every man too. It has nothing to do with the natural sexes. It has to do with the curse of the fall of Eve's religion and Eve's rebellion from submitting to man. And the man is the God-man, Jesus Christ, in you. The problem with Christians is they're rebellious on a level that has never been rebellion like this in all history. There has never been more bewitching rebellion than right now, where people are just absolutely bewitched in rebellion towards the God-man, Christ, in them. And swear to God and will murder you if you, if you tell them they're rebellious because they're doing all the right stuff in their own brain. It's called self-righteousness and false humility of bewitchment, of witchcraft of being good in your head and good in your hand, apart from His headship and His hand, which is the throne of God and the Lamb and the river of Revelation 22.1. So everyone that's good in their head and their hand is in rebellion towards His head and His hand. Because Jesus said about Himself, I'm not good, the Father in me is good. If you think you're good, then you're in rebellion. You have to come to the realization by the breaking of your outer man to pour out the alabaster perfume of the inner man that only the Father in me is good. Don't call me good. Don't call her good. Don't call yourself good. Call the Father in you good. Because this is just a jar of clay. If you're giving credit to the brain and the hand and to the natural man and to what you see in the natural, you're actually giving Satan the glory. You're giving the natural man the glory. If you give the natural man the glory, you're giving Satan the glory. You're giving the curse of the fall the glory that the natural man is good apart from God's goodness, apart from the glory, apart from the throne, and apart from the river. We have to come to a place of humility being so broken in our outer man so that only our inner man shines through. We give God the Father all the glory in the river. Amen. And you'll be walking in tremendous power and tremendous glory anyway, and you'll have to remind people that I'm just a man like you. I'm just a man under authority. You have to remind people, I'm a man under authority. 
Penny is a woman under authority, and our authority is the headship of the body. We may be the beard, which is the leadership of, a, of the body of, a, of Psalms 133, that God, God's headship of the lamb on the throne is the head of the body, and from the head of the lamb flows the anointing oil down through the beard, and from the beard of the apostles and prophets, the whole body is marinated in rich oil, in third heaven anointing oil that breaks off all the second heavens, all the earth, all the world, all religion, all externalism, all the fallen angels, every sickness and disease, and the whole body is healed when the beard is releasing the oil. Psalms 133. We should read that right now. I just got a revelation about the beard. Go ahead. Other than like your fingernails or your hair, the beard is the one that gets trimmed the most. It gets pruned the most. It can get pruned every single day. Even long beards, the better, the more full of a beard, you trim it every day. Or not. Yeah, know. leadership goes through the most pruning. You Otherwise, you can't be a leader. Leadership goes through the most refinement. And anyone that doesn't go through the pruning and the refinement can't be a leader of the head of the body. And yet it is the first thing, like the oil that comes out the mouth, the words of the Lord is the first thing that the oil drips down on. Yeah. Like the body of Christ is marinated by the beard. That's in Psalm 133, a song of a sense of David. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Oh my God. Amen. And we're just blessing all the big ministries in the world of the charismatic church and during worship. And it feels so good to no longer be negative towards anyone else, but positive. And, you know, I mean, who cares about how much revelation they have? I mean, there's, they're only accountable before God with what they've been given. If you're critical of them, then there'll be no door that will ever open up for you to reach their people because they're the beard of those souls. They're the head of those souls. And if you want any kind of door to open to reach those souls, you have to honor their leadership. You have to cover their leadership, bless their leadership, pour your heart on that leadership, and really learn how to love unconditionally despite what you can see wrong in others. Because the enemy can see everything wrong in others, and that doesn't make you a seer prophet that you can see everything. What really makes you a seer prophet is that you can see the potential in others is that you can love unconditionally. That's actually the hardest thing for a Christian to do, especially after coming into the prophetic and understanding how the anointing works, how the glory works, and coming into signs, miracles, wonders, and healings galore, is can you still love unconditionally and use that glory to build others up even now that you can really see, you know? And the greatest of these is love. Amen. And so, really, anyone you want influence with, and it's not about having influence, it's literally about learning how to love and being a covering. The sons and daughters of the living God that come forth in the hundredfold glory realm will bring the promised land grapes that there's enough to bless every leader, every nation, every tribe, every tongue. You know, and you're tested with other tribes. Our tribe is pretty tight. We've been through a lot together. You know, we have clans and we have families. It's broken up the nation of spiritual Israel in the Bible, in the New Testament, according to clans, well, tribes, clans, and families of, of all spiritual Israel, of all the body of Christ worldwide. It's broken up into tribes, clans, and families. But we need unity of the brethren and people that will operate in the hundredfold 
perfect glory love of God the Father and demonstrate envy and strife-free leadership with no comparisons, none of this immaturity, just perfect Father of glory towards everyone where they're at. Yeah, blessing one another so that as we bless one another, as we love one another, we become the unity of the brethren. Like, <laughs> it says in scripture that if you hate a brethren who you can't see, how can you love God? Amen. Like, if you're tearing down people, if you're tearing, and then especially if you're tearing down God's anointed, not just to say God's leaders. Yeah. Like, God's un And maybe they're faithful <laughs> with the measure of the anointing God's given them. Yeah. And maybe if you're not in love with them, what you have may be a, a huge amount of anointing on your life because that's how much oil you needed to be raised from the dead from being a heroin addict or being a, a total murderous, you know, Apostle Paul or Saul of Tarsus, murderous Pharisee. And so just because you walk in tremendous oil, I mean, there was times in Apostle Paul's ministry, he came into strife with Barnabas, had to split up and go do ministry with Silas. I'm telling you, just because you're walking in apostolic anointing doesn't mean you've learned how to love. In fact, the apostles are some of the most, you know, territorial spirits of all. And if you can love apostles and that lion nature that might even be just a small amount of apostolic juice that they're walking in, those lions and those eagles that are real eagles and real lions but are just different degrees of anointing in the eagle nature of the prophet and the lion nature of the apostle, if you can, I mean, God will promote you greatly. He'll use you to mature the eagles, mature the lions. But if the Father of glory hasn't been formed in you and you're still at envy and strife towards other eagles and lions, you can't be used very much. You can't. Because you haven't learned to love and you're, you still got all that pride in you. And it really is pride. So there needs to be a greater crushing upon our souls so we can build up others and even serve them more highly than ourselves. That's how the Father is. The Father is building up everyone around Him, never thinking about Himself, ever. The Father never thinks about Himself. The Father is perfect selflessness. And perfect Christian leadership, leadership needs to be demonstrated in some sons and daughters that are perfectly selfless. selfless. And it doesn't matter how many times they're misunderstood, you know, they're totally secure because they're operating in the seven spirits of God and seven blazing torches and seven rivers of favor. No one's going to steal your blessing. No one's going to steal your finances. No one's going to steal your people. The Father's in charge here. He can send out legions of angels and restore all things. It's so easy. Once you're confident in who your dad is on the inside of you, then you come out of all the strife with your brothers and sisters and with people in the world. People are at strife with successful people in the world. They want to cut down Bill and Melinda Gates. They want to cut down all the rich people of the Bilderberg group. They want to cut down kings and generals of the natural realm. God, listen, if you're cutting down kings and generals of the natural realm, guess what happens? You get cut down. The only thing that actually will wash them is when you mature to the place of Father God on the throne to cover them and wash them. And you're going to glorify them oftentimes in their position. It's not so much that their positions are removed. It's that they're glorified in their positions. And there's already people that will replace them if they've hardened their heart unto death. But that's not your job. Your job is to love kings and generals. 
I will, you know, th those that are anointed, I will put you in positions that you will minister to kings. Jesus said you're going to minister to kings in the Gospels. I'm going to so anoint you that you're going to have influence over cities, mayors, governors, states, presidents, nations, and your parliament, and every aspect of government. Why? Because my anointing is going to pour through you, but the anointing can only pour through you to the amount that you love. Of course some of them are absolutely devils. That's not the point. The issue is, can you love people unconditionally and see the potential of their... And if you can't, then God can't use you because you're still negative. And that's the place of maturing is getting out of the negativity and every Christian goes through it. That's the time of testing in the wilderness to get all the negativity towards yourself. You know, a lot of people are really negative about their self. That's a huge one. You know, and then negative towards others. Because if you're negative towards yourself, you're going to be negative towards others. If God loves you and even likes you, why don't you love and like yourself? God likes you. And He knows everything you've ever done. And He still likes you. Jesus likes you. It's not just like, oh, God is love, God loves me. Jesus likes you. And he's, He knows everything you've ever done, every thought and intention in your heart. And He still likes you. That's how powerful God is. God's love sees you exactly as you are, and He loves you. And then that's what melts us. And it's like, oh, Lord Jesus, make me like yourself. And He just changes your inner man to be like Him, which is perfect love. That's the new wine of the new covenant, perfect love. The wine of the new covenant is love. The blood of the new covenant is divine love. The glory is the love. God is love. Well, God is the Father of glory, right? More than anything, we need Ephesians 1.17, the Father of glory. And then we have wisdom and revelation. What is wisdom? Wisdom mixed her wine. Wisdom is the love of God. Mixed wine is potent love. Or like, oh, I don't care what's going on in your heart or your mind right now. You have a drink of this, what I'm walking in? You'll start walking in some stuff that will completely transform your life and the life of everyone in your world. From poverty to prosperity, from sickness and disease to abundant health, from lack to harvest, amen, from bitterness to butter, amen. I would not be wisdom if I did not love you. Wisdom loves unconditionally because you gotta understand, wisdom is what builds up the inner man. It's not based on your current condition or what you've done in your past. Wisdom builds her seven pillars, Proverbs 9.1. And which means that there's a potential within every human spirit for the fullness of God to manifest through them if you keep loving them. See, the, the issue for the beard and for the leaders of the body, you know, and this is the verse right here, 133.2, it is like the precious ointment poured on the head, Jesus is our head, and ran down on the beard, even the beard of Aaron, the first high priest. See, the high priest is the apostles and prophets on earth. I know it's Jesus, but Jesus isn't here. He's appointed apostles and prophets to be the beard, the high priest of the body. So it goes first to the beard, the apostles and prophets, and then down upon the collar and the skirts of his garments, consecrating the whole body of Christ, the whole body of the anointing. Jesus is the head, and he uses men and women that are broken. See, if you don't... Yes, that's the thing too. People are like, oh, I can't really receive from anyone. I just need to get it directly from God. Well, you're a lone ranger and you're going to have a lot of problems. You're, gonna, you're not going to fulfill your destiny. One body. We're one body. We're one Israel of God. 
We might be different tribes, different clans, different families, but we have one headship and he is Christ and he's Christ in us. And the closer and closer that our souls draw to Christ in us, the more and more we'll have unity of the brethren in this anointing. And the more and more the beard, the, po- the apostles and prophets will be honored. The issue is if our souls are disconnected from Christ, the head, then we're going to be out here doing all kinds of strange fire, all kinds of dead works, and we're going to be full of devils. But when, we're some, when some sons and daughters of the living God stand up in bravery and courage and take their promised land, which is boldly approaching the throne of grace of Christ in them, and they get all their inner man cleansed of all Jezebel that's been ripping them off and stealing their birthright, the birthright of Christ, the birthright of Christ in you, to some external religion. When you're God outside-minded, you forfeit your birthright. When you return with all your soul to Christ in you, you restore the joy of your salvation and you get your birthright back. You get the birthright of the firstborn. And you get the inheritance of Jacob, which is awesome. You get the inheritance of Abraham and Isaac, which is even greater. And you get the wisdom and the wealth of Solomon, which is great. But what you really get is the inheritance of Jesus Christ. And you read about what the Lamb gets. All the nations, all power, all glory, all wisdom, and then all riches belong to the Lamb. That's what it says in Revelation chapter 5. So the, the greatest inheritance is the inheritance of the Lamb. And the, the marriage celebration of the Lamb is when the bride returns with all her soul to the Lamb of Christ in her and shares in the inheritance of the Lamb, the firstborn from among the dead. The pastor of the church of the firstborn in heaven. And we have heaven on earth because we re- repented of serving Jezebel and now we start serving Christ in us. That is the great awakening. That is the restoration of all things. It's returning with all of our souls to Christ, the Lamb on the throne, and from the throne proceeded the river. And so you start out in the river, you get a drink of the river. Right now, everyone that tunes in gets a drink of the river just by hearing the river, the voice of many waters, in Penny's voice and in my voice. It's in us because we live this thing. It's in us. It's within us. And we can impart it into you, you can drink it, and it activates in you, and you have a drink of the river, and your mind starts to flow to the river, and then you become fully God-inside-minded. You become fully submitted to God the Father, and God the Son, the throne of God and the Lamb, in you, in your spirit, in your inner man. I mean, that's what illuminates the inner man. That's the restoration of all things. Your inner man glorified in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the river of the Holy Ghost and the river of the seven spirits of God of the seven rivers of the oil from the rock of Job 29.6 and you will have favor with everyone. Because when you're healthy inwardly and not at envy and strife outwardly, Everyone will come to you and receive fresh oil. That's the oil of favor. And everyone will get the the butter and the cream on their feet, which means the whole earth will be drowned with the prosperity of the firstborn. When you get your birthright back as a co-heir with Christ, as a co-heir and co-owner of the universe, Colossians says that you are the co-owners of the universe in Christ. This is not far out stuff. This is what the Bible teaches. Read the book of Colossians. Read it in the Amplified Classic. You're a co-owner of the universe. You're co-crucified with Christ. You're co-heir of the Lamb on the throne. 
the bride is married to the lamb on the throne and the lamb on the throne isn't out there. Not in the dry, he's not in the dry place, he's in the wet place. He's in the blood, he's in the heart, he's in the spirit. And he's manifesting through your souls. And your souls are transfigured when you realize where Christ is. When you enter the ark of his glory, which is where? The realization of the glory. Colossians 1.27, the hope that your soul realizes his glory and the glory of his soul changes your soul and you become an ark of the glory of God on earth for everyone to bring their souls into his soul and be transfigured by the renewing of their mind. And every soul on planet earth will be touched by the glory of God. Most to the transfiguration of their eternal destinies. Most. Most people are looking for this, that want to live a, a divine life, a good life. You'd find the majority of people want to be good. They don't want to be bad. Feeling bad feels terrible. So this is the answer to all the problems of the nations, realizing the glory of Christ inside your spirit. And Jesus died on the cross so that your conscience could be cleansed from dead works, which are religious external works, and that your brain could attach to God the Father in your spirit. Attach your brain to your spirit and detach your brain from your flesh, which is called actual repentance unto life, returning your brain to the river of life in your spirit. And then you're transfigured. And then you get to know Him on the inside, and then the pure in heart see God. And when you're seeing God, you fall in love with God because God is good. God is love, and God is glory, and God is rich, and God is a healer, God is a provider. All of the names of God, all the covenant names of God, you begin to know them, and you see Him working through your own soul as your soul submits to His soul. It's called the mind of of Christ, or the soul of Christ, and from the throne of the Lamb proceeded the river of life, and it sparkled, and that sparkling is the creative ability of God the Father and the Lamb. The Lamb is the Word of God, and so the river is the manifestation of the Word of God through our renewed minds into the natural dimension that recreates paradise. But it's all about inward intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your own spirit. And from that intimacy of your inner man manifesting the glory out of intimacy, the fruitfulness of intimacy, the evidence of intimacy is that you're pregnant and birthing. Amen? And you can't deny, oh, well, you must have not been in... Well, you, you'd be pregnant. You get pregnant, your belly gets big, you get stretched out, and you birth something. So it is with everyone that's intimate with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in their inner man. They get stretched out, which means you'll get tested beyond your human capabilities because you have another person in there, and it's not based on your soul's abilities anymore, but his soul's abilities. And he has great confidence in himself, and it's not pride. It's the birthing of the Son of God, the breaking of the mighty waters of the Bride of Christ, and the birthing of Jesus Christ through the Bride, intimate with Jesus Christ in her, and it just drowns the world with the glory of God. That's the days of Noah. The bride intimate with Jesus Christ in her and releasing all the rivers of anointing oil, the rivers of glory, into all nations, all seven mountains dripping with wine, seven mountains of all the universe, of all the natural man and all humanity flooded with the intimacy of the love of the bride and the bridegroom. And everyone will live out of that realm of the bride's intimacy with her bridegroom king. And, and she found him where? In her heart. 
in her own spirit. He was never far from you. He has always been with you on the inside. And when you realize that He's in there, and you have intimacy in your own spirit, reading the Bible, birthing the river, manifesting the glory, seeing His goodness, realizing His goodness, seeing His love, seeing His love work in you, and your ability to love others gloriously, supernaturally, miraculously, and being good to others when they don't deserve it, which is a miracle. It's a miracle to be kind and loving to others when they're mean to you. To love your enemies is the greatest miracle of all time. No other religion preaches love your enemies. Or can manifest the love that can heal your enemies, that can save your enemies, to prosper your enemies, to cover your enemies with fresh anointing oil. Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Jesus is the only one that said that, dying on the cross, crucified by his religious enemies, and he said, Father, forgive them. So let everyone that's been an enemy of Jesus be forgiven and be washed with fresh anointing, with healing power, with oil, and with new wine of the love of God the Father poured upon your minds, poured into your bodies, and let your cups overflow with the blood sacrifice of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And let everyone's cups overflow. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. The Father just sent His Son to die on the cross to fill everyone with love and healing and prosperity because He wants heaven restored on earth and to remove all the fallen angels and the demons from all the nations, tribes, and tongues of the world so that everyone can have heaven on earth through the slain Lamb in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you pull up Galatians 5.25 AMPC? Sure. Um, this... As we're rolling it, he said something and it made it like all just snowball. But like, the harvest fields are white. They are ripe for... And the thing is, is and, uh, he was talking about how people like, they, <laughs> they want peace. They want love. They want it. They want it so bad. They're trying drugs. They're trying careers. They're trying sex. They're trying Hollywood. They're trying everything. They're trying pills. They're trying sleeping pills. They're trying like everything to get this peace, to get, and they're all like love wounded. So they're all everything they do is based out of self worth, so that they can get love. And um, the thing is, is if you if you bring that love, it's a supernatural love. Like, I am in the vine and the vine is in me. You are a tree that bears no fruit apart from the vine. You know those fruits of the Holy Spirit? The joy, the peace, the love. All of those you are incapable of producing apart from the vine. Yeah. And so... Your full-time you, job is just attaching your brain to the wine vine of Christ in your spirit yeah, and bearing much fruit and fruit that lasts. So you get, a, you get a company of love warriors who are unified and not biting at each other mm. and they're actually like this is the love army going forth rather than the love army not actually going forth but pecking at one another. You get, you, not even that, you, you yourself get the fruits of the Holy Spirit rolling through you, you do not, you, like, the harvest fields are ripe for the plucking, but where are the harvesters? They don't, they're not, their faces aren't saved. Once you get your face saved, yeah. once you get the fruits of the Holy Spirit rolling through you, every lost person attracts to it. your brain catches it. up to your spirit. Every lost person attracts to it, and the end you just clip, 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 clip. 
Amen. Like they just floated to you and you just cut the cotton, cut the cotton, cut the cotton. Mm -hmm. Because they want what you have and that's 25. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walk in line, our conduct controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's so good. <laughs> conduct controlled by the Holy Spirit. Wow, what kind of people would we be if our conduct was controlled by the Holy Spirit? Galatians 5.25, we'd be Christ to the nations, wouldn't we? You possess by love. You, Father of glory. You can't help but love. You're so patient, you can't help but just, I love standing in this line. And then you have all of his understanding of why people are struggling. And then you can just speak mm -hmm. the wisdom and the revelation into their hearts to get them over the problem. Which is also why the enemy attacks your peace. To get you out of your joy. So that you can't spend your time looking at others. You, you get your peace attacked and it drops your joy. You are automatically looking at yourself. You're automatically concerned about yourself. You're worried about yourself. Don't bother me. I'm, I'm busy doing something important about myself. <laughs> like, instead of like, oh. <laughs> instead of... Instead, like, you know, people are running around like chickens with their head cut off trying to do their workout and their career and their whatnot, their schedule, their plan, and yet, can do we have time to stop by uh, the guy on the road who got robbed? Like, do you have time to see the fact that someone is hurting and speak into their life? Do you have time... The Good Samaritan. Do you have time to hear the Holy Ghost go, we're going this way because I need to build that spirit up. Mm -hmm. um, controlled and, by the river, inwardly controlled by the river, not externally controlled by busyness. Amen. And so just gradually, just repent in areas of your soul and return to the Father in you and just let the busyness and all the distractions of the world, the cares of the world, just come off your soul and you just be controlled by the river and that's how you get your destiny fulfilled. That's how you get promoted in the marketplace. That's how you'll have just un unworldly, otherworldly favor in the marketplace. When you're headed, you know, we have friends in ministry that know several billionaires and they say about these Christian billionaires, these, these billionaires are in the glory. There's several billionaires in the world that are in the glory of God. And how do they steward their finances? They'll fast for seven days and just hear clearly the river in them of what to do and what to support and just fuel the things of the kingdom. If you're in the marketplace, oh, if you're in the marketplace, like so <laughs> if you're in the marketplace, you need to be able to hear clearly the voice of the king in you how to steward the riches of this world to what God is building. If you are a king. And then you'll be promoted in the marketplace because God will give you unlimited finances yeah. to build His kingdom on earth, to build His nation Israel on earth as it is in heaven. Well, my heart really wants to do that. I just want to give away money, give away money, give away money. But you know what? What has been the crazy most attacked in my life? And my name is Penny Hope. Go figure, huh? <laughs> finances? Yeah. And health, which my finances are pretty much attacked straight through my health. Right. You know, but, um, gosh. 
God will restore everything that the canker worm has eaten. Everything that's been an area of attack will turn into an area of blessing. Yep. Oh. Every every area that's been an area of curse, they actually the areas where you've been weakest in will become because when we are weak, He is strong. That's where the anointing oil will fill that area of your heart and soul. Yeah. So where you've been sick and poor, you'll be rich and healthy and be able to be a steward of God's riches and God's health. Is that you become in the anointing rivers? You know, you got a hunger and thirst, and when you get hungry and thirsty, when you don't have the money to pay your bills. You're like, oh, help, Lord, help, Lord. You get hungry and thirsty when your child is sick and you don't have insurance. Oh, help, Lord, help, Lord. Oh, help, Lord, help, Lord. Like, you get hungry and thirsty when it is dire to be dependent on the Lord. And that's the thing, is our weak areas, my sickness and my health, weak areas, that all, all this, the biggest chunk, like this last, like, 10 months manifested right after I had a vision of healing and experienced healing, actually healing people. Wow. You know, and and that's what got hit right after I had that vision. That's what got hit right after I started seeing people get healed. Wow. You know, and um, that was actually going Ju somewhere. July of 2018, we've been dealing with continuous scabies in our house. Luckily, it's a duplex, but because oh, yeah. of her contagious scabies disease, we've had to live separately. I'm on the third floor here. She's on the first floor for 10 months dealing with scabies, and it's sucked out 50% of all of our finances. It's, I mean, it's attempted to destroy our marriage because we can't even do anything together, and she's basically been quarantined for most of the last 10 months with this contagious... And we've tried everything, you guys. It's, a, it's, a, it's like Job. I mean, you could say what all of his friends come around and they have all this advice and they say everything about it, you know, but it's all, it's, it's Satan. I mean, it really is. And we have, and we're coming out of a place of literally, of Job, of overcoming Satan, where everything in our entire family, our entire ministry has been completely destroyed by Satan. We've, we lost, I mean, it's crazy. When we got hit with this, you'd think people would come and support us. We lost half of our supporters. I mean, they just disappeared. Not a single one messaged me. I mean, major supporters last July and last August and just gone off the face. A couple new people have come in, but we've lost most of them, and most of them haven't come back. This is straight up dealing with Job in our ministry and our family and our relationship and Penny and, it, and just dealing with the constant torment and sorrows and screaming and, and just the fear and, and just being constantly afflicted in your flesh and in your soul and in your spirit, and in your finances, and in, and in all your friends having their opinions of how to help you, and none of them work. I mean, this is straight up Job stuff with Satan, you guys. And you can just shoot all your mouths out if you want, but this is literally overcoming the Job story. We've had very little support during this time. Uh, but the point I was trying to make when the whole glory hit my face, phew, was that the areas where you are weak is the areas where you most quickly come to reliance and dependence on the Lord and then that area he gets himself through it so that then I can become like crazy powerful healer you know crazy powerful in finances right. crazy powerful and it has completely broken you to know Christ within you during this season yeah I mean that's what Job did Job during that time he clung to the Lord in him I'm going to get through this, and I'm going to come out double. I know it's Satan. None of their advice works. 
No, no, no medicine works. No medicine works. We've tried every medicine, every doctor, every specialist. Nothing works. We just, we're going to get through this by the anointing. We're going to come out like Job 29.6 by the rivers of anointing, by clinging with all of our souls to Christ in us. And we will be restored. We will come out victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. And this is the time, not just for my wife Penny, but for the bride to come out victorious, leaning her entire personality and her understanding of everything she yes. knows of the natural realm upon Christ yes. in the third heaven and the Father's ability within her to raise her up from the realm of the dead because it's entirely supernatural and there's not one single thing natural about it. Job's friend's advice was all natural advice and it's all just human opinions. They don't understand what's going on in the supernatural sphere with the fallen angels and the demons. You don't understand what the person's overcoming in their own spirit to get their soul reconnected to Christ in them, to overcome the devil, to overcome the world, and to be victorious over the world by leaning your head on his headship, which is how the bride comes out of the wilderness of the snakes and scorpions comes out of poverty, comes out of sickness and disease. It's all of us returning and repenting with all of our souls to the rock of the rivers of oil. Christ in us, building on the solid rock and getting out of all this shifting sand of our human opinions and our human ideas based on the natural dimension. We're going into the glory dimension and we're going to get sealed in the ark of His glory this season. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for doing it in Penny first as a leader as a member of the beard of the body of Christ. And the people will see her demonstration of overcoming such intensity of the Job story that people will know that it, this thing is 100% supernatural and spiritual. And their, their faith will just explode as they see the breakthrough of Penny leaning her whole soul on the soul of Christ in her spirit and being healed by the power and the glory of the Father working in her inner man. In the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Partner with Redditor Ministries. RedditorMin.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.